And we are live and we are back. Let's go. I'm Corey, your host, one half of the Corner Full of Fat podcast. And I am back like I never left with another installment of Wealth Wednesdays. Here on the Corner Full of Fat podcast, we discuss health and wealth, finances and fitness and everything in between. And we want to make sure you save more and say less and keep making better your best. Yes, yes. However, my co-host Jordan, who is back from paternity leave, when he went on paternity leave, I started these Wealth Wednesdays where I get straight into the financial information. And I know we missed the last couple of uh, quarter full of episodes that we drop on technically Mondays on the streaming services. And then on Sundays, we go live. But Jordan was sick. Um, the last time we were supposed to record, he had a real bad stomach bug. So that's what we missed last time. But that's why we got the Wealth Wednesdays in here to keep the content going. And shout out to y'all running the numbers up on the last video I dropped. I promise this one is not going to be as long because I got to go right to work after this. It's not a late night not live stream, although maybe I should start doing Late night live streams on Wednesdays, but um, shout out to uh, if you should uh, listen to non-black financial figures for your information today. We're gonna discuss uh, one one uh topic on someone who was on that episode last time. Uh, but y'all see the title of this video. We're gonna talk about some outdated financial tips and see exactly if they are outdated. If they're not outdated, again, more information from more notorious. Uh, websites and just to see the financial information is out there to see what is misleading slash incorrect slash what's good for um, topic of discussion. But before we get started, make sure to hit that like button, share and subscribe, shout out to the YouTube algorithm. You can follow myself at sideline underscore Corey and you can follow Jordan at stop stalling J and you can follow his business page at finally fit 06 Twitter, Instagram and TikTok for the personal and then Jordan's business page is on Instagram at finally fit 06 and then Facebook it's just finally fit. I'm still working on figuring out how exactly a better way to do our advertisements for where to find us. But all the information is in the show notes on YouTube in the description. And again, I told you I was moving. I said the bookshelves going to be behind me. They're not behind me just yet because I haven't got my TV mounted. So I'm on my old TV. So I'm actually going to be looking over here. But we're still a work in progress. But everything's set up to record. I got Wi-Fi electricity. That's all I need to record. So as Kevin Samuels would say, build it as you fly. I don't know if you made that up, but that's a... That's a great phrase. Now, I'm still watching, watching, I'm listening to it because there's no video, it's just audio, but it's a YouTube video about the student loan hearing. And it is, like I said, a, the video is over a little over four hours around there. I'm getting, I'm getting through the first, I've gotten through the first oral arguments. There's a lot of stuff. But in short, as I said the first time, even after listening to the first arg opening arguments, it seems like regardless if, you know, where the Supreme Court leans, you know, it's 5-4 from a conservative to liberal standpoint. It does seem like a lot of the pushback was, well, in short, if Mohila is the one who is complaining about this, why aren't they here? And that was a question that, um, and I believe the Missouri Attorney General is not even arguing for the case. I believe it was a person from Arkansas. So that's a little confusing too. And in short, the, the, um, the uh, plaintiff, no, excuse me, yeah, the plaintiff in this case, right, the states that are complaining, they're saying in short, Missouri has the ability to argue on behalf. The state of Missouri has the ability to argue on behalf of Mohila. But then it's like, I, I thought Mohila set up this whole entity in the state of Missouri so that the state of Missouri would not be responsible or benefit from anything that happens from financial standpoint when it comes to Mohila as an entity. And also Mohila has the ability to sue and be sued. They all, they kept saying that. So from a, Legal standpoint, if someone is not a lawyer, it seems like, you know, 
the person or the entity that is claiming injury in this case, they keep saying, you know, do they have standing? And it doesn't seem like they're uh, the plaintiff or the attorney general, I believe from Arkansas is doing his job to truly prove that standing. Like how are they going to be hurt? But that has nothing. This is Supreme Court. They can still rule whatever way they want to rule. These are the most powerful, uh, I guess, judge, yeah, judges in the land. So when they make a decision, that's it. But it does seem like, like, what's the case that, you know, the six states have, like, as far as Missouri or Mohila actually being injured in this case? And they can't really say that. So and then the liberal side, the uh, I think it's attorney general. Yeah. For the um, Biden administration. She she just keeps uh, going to that point as well. But I'm, I'm almost done through it. There probably won't be any big updates after I finish watching it, but just give me an update on student loans because they're still here. Now, though, let's get started. Like I said, y'all see the topic of the video, seven outdated financial topics. I'm going to share my screen. I'm on a different screen now, so I got to get back to what exactly the screen size is supposed to be. Y'all know, again, the mouse. Look, I've been moving. I have so much going on right now. That is so much. I got to get a wireless mouse and a wireless keyboard because I have so much stuff. Got a new job. There's just so much going on. All right, boom. Oh, I think y'all can see that pretty well. Can y'all? Mm, let me go down to the next one we're actually going to be reading. Oh, I think that's actually good. Let me zoom in one more. One more. One more again. Okay, that was good. All right, boom. All right, we're on BuzzFeed this time. And again, this is your first time tuning in uh, for entertainment purposes only even though it's not supposed to say, don't sue me, sue your mama. This is for entertainment purposes only. Neither myself nor Jordan are fitness or financial professionals. You need to do your own research for any information you hear on here and seek a professional as well. All right, and then I was going to say, for those of you first time listening, when I read these articles, the person's name is always terribly hard for me to pronounce. But this is a BuzzFeed article, and this is from November of last year. I'm going to try to get some through get through a lot of these uh, older articles that are from last year, even before, that I have queued up so we can get to, quote, unquote, more updated information slash uh, data. Because now that the pandemic sort of transitioned out, we want to be as updated as possible. Boom. Here we go. Um, what With what money? Millennials and Gen Z are sharing the money tips they think are super outdated considering the fact that we're all super broke. Okay, millennials, I'm a millennial, not broke or super broke, but let's see if these tips are outdated. Okay, when they say put at least 10% of every paycheck into your savings for emergencies and at least 10% into retirement, when your paycheck barely covers your living expenses, that isn't actually possible. And this is by Shelby Heinrich, or Heinrich, however you want to pronounce it, BuzzFeed staff. All right. With inflation getting higher and higher each second and prices rising by the hour, we asked members of the BuzzFeed community to share the outdated money advice they're sick and tired of hearing. Shout out to sick and tired, Dave Ramsey quote. Sick and tired of hearing. Here are the tips we should probably retire once and for all. And I believe it's seven of these. Am I wrong with seven? It's eight, nine, 10, 11. It's 11. Let me update this real quick because it says, it says seven. Let me update this to 11. It's 11 outdated tips. All right, boom. Now, here we go. It's Jesus, not 11. It's 14, 15. Goodness gracious. It's 17, 16. It's 16. I'm such a liar. Shout out to doing it live. I told you I don't look at these articles before I start. That should tell you right there. I could have said I meant to put 17 instead of 7. I left the one off, but here we go. All right, let me get back to the top real quick. The first tip going to be anytime someone tells you 
tells me to save money, I automatically roll my eyes. Sensational. I would love to be able to have a savings of some kind, but with inflation twerking all over the place, it's impossible, especially when my son keeps growing out of his clothes every month. Even thrift store prices are getting ridiculous. This is from Beck. Becky Chino. I said Beck, Becky. I, I never seen. Regardless, this is from Becky Chino. Yes, inflation is crazy right now. This is from last year. So there's really, you know, I think it's sort of slightly, you know, simmering off, but it's still pretty high. But um, inflation's working all over the place. Yeah, it's, expenses are high, but at some point in time, again, what do I always tell y'all? Back to the budget. It's always about the budget. That's why I say pull up your man. This is why the last year, I, I don't. I really don't want to hear anything after this year about when people complain about their finances. But what does your budget look like for Becky Chino in this case? Because at some point in time, when it comes to saving money, right? I mean, if you prioritize in your budget, you should be able to save it. Obviously, we're talking about the debt aspect in here. My guess it's going to be in here somewhere about debt, credit card debt, student loans, et cetera. But at some point in time, we have to talk about, well, what does your budget look like? And what are you prioritizing in your budget? Even though prices are high, but again, Let's say you're right, and this is right, necessities in this case. When I talk about the clothing budget as far as your um the financial house, um, yes, for your children, right? They they need you need to have clothes for them. That's a necessity. But it's going out to eat a necessity. So you can't have it both ways. You can't spend on McDonald's, but then also complain that the thrift store prices are high. It's one thing to say the thrift, thrift, thrift prices are high. And you're not spending on anything from a lifestyle standpoint, but you have to prioritize from a financial standpoint. And again, Easter is this, I believe it's this upcoming Sunday. Let me double check. And no, I'm not going to double check that. But I believe Easter is a Sunday. Are you buying your child an Easter outfit? They do not need an Easter outfit. Why don't you prioritize that Easter outfit? They likely just going to wear one time, right? Because they're probably going to grow out of it as she's complaining about. But also, it's, you know, it's a quote unquote one time event, even though it can be repurposed. But spend money repurpose that Easter budget money on something that's going to last them longer, even though kids do grow a lot, but last them longer from a clothing standpoint. All right. I'm probably at the fly. There's 17 of them. Oh my goodness. I'm so dehydrated after working out. All right. When they say put at least 10% of every paycheck into your savings for retirement. Okay. For, for emergencies. So I say, and at least 10%, excuse me, y'all. <coughs> 10% uh, 10% of retirement and then 10% into savings when your paycheck right barely covers the living expenses. That isn't actually possible. There have been 10 times. There have been times when I couldn't put away $10, let alone 10%. This is from Toast 2002. So that's not realistic for the gift. See here, and this is where it's like, okay, let me see your budget. Pull up your mint. 10% is one thing. Cool. You can't do 10%. $10. No, 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 no. You have $10 to put away. Because again, we just just going harking right back. It's all gonna be about the budget, probably. What does your budget look like? If you're telling me you don't have ten dollars to save and you have no children, you need to go to work. Like at some point in time, you have to you might need to pick up another job and just admit that you need to increase your income. If your expenses are as low as they can get, in the sense of you've cut your necessities as low as possible and you have these debt payments that are in there and they, the debt payments don't go away until unless you choose bankruptcy, right? For things that are bankruptable, which student loans aren't. But as long as you got those debt payments in there, which are fixed, which are not necessities, but you need to pay them, it's going to come out. You know, it kind of is what it is to a point when you've lowered your expenses as much as you can and you have determined that you don't have enough money, then you need to increase how much money you have. It's really that simple. And again, see, and here's the issue. 
again, this person saying they didn't have ten dollars, so they can't. They're saying they couldn't save at all. But you don't have to start at ten percent, right? And put it like this: if you can only start at putting away ten dollars at a time, that that's better than zero dollars. Like you got to start somewhere, right? Yesterday was the best day. Today's the second best day. You have to start somewhere. And yeah, you hear that ten percent. Uh, you might hear fifteen percent. You might hear twenty twenty five percent. But start where you can start. A lot, of, a lot of people say at least get your employer match. Employer match is usually going to be four to five in that five, four to five percent range that you're going to be able to get all of your match. Some people might be a little bit more, right? But most people is going to be in that four or five percent range. I'm in a situation where I don't have to put any money in, and my job still puts in uh, what they plan on matching me for. I think it's three percent. They're going to put that in regardless if I put something in. So that's great from a budgeting standpoint. So if I need that money, which I don't, but if I quote unquote need some extra money, I can stop my retirement and still get some money still put in there from a matching standpoint. So those are things you got to look at when you're looking at getting a new job from a benefit standpoint, if you're out there in the job market. All right. You should demand higher pay. <laughs> you should get a job that pays more as they find a job pays a livable wage. It's easy peasy. I'm a CNA. And we only get paid a dollar or two above minimum wage where I'm from. It's still better than the other options, which are all retail and food service. It's very simple. I know people don't like this, but one would say minimum wage would deem a minimum life. <laughs> the bare people complain about the bare the bare minimum is a big phrase, right? <clears throat> the bare minimum. Don't accept the bare minimum in your relationships. Y'all have bare minimum earning jobs, and then you want more than a bare minimum life. <laughs> uh, I mean, if you earn, if you earn close to minimum wage, I mean, how, how much money do you think you have? It's it's the minimum wage. It's the least. I like minimum is the least. So you have to have the least amount of stuff. But y'all don't have that. A lot of y'all probably got a better iPhone. Andre, I got a 12. I got 12 Pro. But it's like you're on minimum wage, but you get the newest iPhone every year because I bet you leasing it. Right. You got, you got all these payments that you don't realize are really killing you financially as you think you can, quote unquote, afford. But at some point in time, you have to really assess your income and what it is and what you can truly afford. And also, too, not just like your lifestyle, but how you operate. One reason I say wake up, go to work, come home. You might not be able to afford going places. Not that you can't like spend the money going out to eat, but you can't afford the wear and tear that comes with the travel on your vehicle. Okay, we're gonna have that conversation right now. All right, this is that was from anonymous. Uh, not so much a tip, but the thing that irks me the most is when my parents say, "Don't worry, it's just money." After I mention how I'll probably never be able to buy a nice house. What? Not okay. It's not a, okay. They're saying it's not a tip. I'm talking about money. I'm thinking my brain's all over the place. I'm thinking tip as in like when you tip somebody. All right. After I mentioned how I'll never be able to buy a nice house or be able to have a good retirement fund, like yes, I have you all to fall back on should something happen, and I'm very lucky for that. But damn, y'all are very well off, and I have like a thousand in my bank account right now. It will never be just money for me. This is from Era Ara. The a rather there we go a rather sad a rather sad horseradish, um. Some some of you are struggling financially because you moved out too early. Shout out to me, you stayed stayed in the house as long as possible. Some of you might need to move back in with your parents, but then when I talk about humbling yourself, y'all gonna be mad about being humble. Some of you might have moved out too early, and you might need to see if you can move back in. Obviously, you have a family slash kids. It might be a little hard, but some of you might need to look at moving in. And some of you, if you're still there, might need to stay there a little bit longer to get your finances in order. In short, this person said their parents are well off. Then also saying they got a thousand dollars in their bank account. How much? 
What we don't want to talk about is how much people's parents are paying for them even after they move out. Am I paying for them slash paying for bills? Some of your parents are making the student loan payments. Because it's a parent plus loan, so they have to by law, and you're not required to at all, which I have no issue with. But some of you, is that where you at? Because you got a parent plus loan, not a student loan. And your parents forking over that bill and how much stuff your parents actually paid for. And we're not going and not they're paying for at the contest of their heart because you don't have the money. And they took over things, you know, even before you moved out. And that allowed you to get where you're at. And you need to sort of reassess your situation because when you got to start paying for that stuff or paying for more stuff, you feel over your head or overwhelmed. You can't save for retirement or savings in this case for number four. Sell your car, get a cheaper old one. This is terrible advice. Repairs and repairs and unreliable transportation are a financial nightmare. That's from hostile letters. These names are crazy. This is true. Call if you want to get destroyed financially. Bad car purchase as far as a vehicle that has either um, high maintenance as far as cost or frequent maintenance. You can't you know control the maintenance and of itself. You can just Google right the best brands out there. Usually Honda, Toyota up there as far as low on maintenance and they last long. But at the end of the day, whatever car you get. <clears throat> that but they um particularly made at the factory you know it's just rolling the dice but you can still google the top reliable cars and then the lowest maintenance on them but yes uh okay car troubles are an issue i, I caught them i don't even i work from home and i got i caught a flat i don't even drive and i got a flat and i just got new tires and uh, right before thanksgiving so they, they, I, my back right tire went flat on me uh, a couple weeks a uh, couple weeks ago and i'm like i don't even drive like when did this happen so, but you know, look, tires, uh, you know, a whole set of tires gonna run you over a rack, depending on what type of tires you get. And back to when I said one of the reasons y'all need to stay home, you might be able to quote unquote, as you say, afford the car payment, but some of you have these larger vehicles, these Jeeps and things like that. And those tires cost a lot just due to the sheer size, like the tire is bigger, so it's gonna cost more. And then you complain about how much your tires cost. It's like, well, you shouldn't have bought that big ass truck. Like you can't afford the truck, right? You can afford the payment, but you can't afford the maintenance that comes with that quote unquote payment of that vehicle. But people don't want to have that conversation. So yeah, sell your car and get a cheaper old one. Um, it, it all depends when you say sell your car. This usually means, you know, you might be in debt. If you can sell your car and do the flip situation where, uh, you know, you sell your car, you have no debt and you'll get a two or $3,000 car and since you save that payment that you were just making for a couple of months and move your way up. That is feasible. I'm not on the sell your vehicle side if you can, quote unquote, afford it as far as how much you should spend, in a, spend on a car from a cash standpoint. As long as it makes sense as far as your income, your gross income versus how much your car is worth, I'm pro you paying it off. You can knock it out and pay off all your debt uh, in under three years, closer to two, though. But if you, if you can get out all of your debt, if you lock in in under two years, you can keep the car. And if you, if you can still afford it, maintenance and things like that, I'm not going to tell you to sell it. Now, if you don't got no money, you might need to liquidate this asset that you got and stay. Just go to work and come home. All right. Some of you might. Never mind. I talk about y'all friends that y'all have or don't have. They're not helping you out. But hey. all right. The sixth one is I'm so sick of hearing that I should buy a house right now just to have one. Maybe that was a great idea for years ago. But houses in my area right, are currently are selling it. The housing prices have gone up. And then right, home ownership right comes with regular and irregular costs. Yes, shout out to maintenance, right? Person that comes through when you're renting, but you got to pay for that yourself, right? Okay, it's not realistic or even logical. Yeah, don't buy shout number six from anonymous. See, this person should have quoted it. This is dead on. Don't just buy a house, people telling you to buy a house. Don't don't do that. Do not do that. When you're ready to buy a home financially, choose whatever financial plan you want as far as where you should be at before you get a house. 
but make sure you're in that position. All right, again, this is another savings example. Have three to six months of expenses, case of emergency, right? That's great, but when, but when, but when I can barely make all of my bills each month, what money am I supposed to be saving? This is from this person. You might need to, you likely need to pay off your debt, okay? Or you need to increase your income. That's usually the case. Or you might just need to reprioritize your budget. Again, most people, if they pull up their budget, they're not going to say they don't have any money to save. Again, necessities, debt payments, investments, lifestyle. You might need to cut back on your lifestyle slash zero it out. When I say cut back, cut it off, cut it out. So you have some more money to save and invest, but then y'all don't want to do that. And it's because you can't afford the, you can't afford a lifestyle. Remember lifestyle is after investing. That's why I say it like that. Necessities, debt payments, investments, lifestyle. And if you don't have enough money to properly save and invest that 10%, that three to six months, whatever it is, then you got to worry. Then you got to think about that. That's one thing I was going to say too. Now I just thought about that. That 10% where they say save 10% of every check into your savings and 10% into retirement, excuse me. You don't save 10% of every paycheck forever indefinitely into your savings. Now, into retirement, investing, yes, you do that every check. But just like here we're saying on number seven, we're talking about three to six months of expenses. Once you're at that three to six months of expenses, you can stop saving, quote unquote, for an emergency fund or into your savings account. So once you hit that, you're done. So that savings isn't indefinite um, from a monthly basis into a savings account. It is from an investment investment standpoint. But not a savings standpoint. That's why I don't like people word it that way because people sort of get confused as we see in this article. All right. When I just graduated from college and was venting to my mom about how high my student loan payments were, shout out to the student loan episode. She says she understood and knew what would help. I was excited. For some reason, I actually thought she was going to drop some helpful knowledge on me. She said, just make double payments each month. Your mom is correct. That way you'll be rid of it faster. This is right. That's That's good advice from your mom. It's what I did. Yeah, not even remotely helpful. If I'm struggling to pay the current amount, I certainly can't double it. Thanks, mom. Yeah, see, you might. Obviously, when you first graduate, you might still be at college, right? If you were to take the opportunity, just see whatever it is. You might shouldn't need to stay home. Okay, here's number nine. The majority of Dave Ramsey's financial advice. Based off of the first eight, Yes, these people don't like majority of Dave Ramsey's advice. Save the thousand dollars. They haven't talked about paying off debt yet, which is interesting. We're almost half we're halfway through. Um, the three to six months of emergency fund, the 15% investing, buying a house, right? Dave Ramsey it does agree with the point where you don't buy a house because people are saying it. Wait until you're in a financial situation to buy a house. So they agree on that, but you know, majority, yeah. If you're working on paying off debt, especially if okay, here we go. Especially if you're working on paying off debt, the only time you see the inside of a restaurant is if you're working there. With the student loan debt crisis as it is, my twenty dollar meal at restaurant once a month isn't going to make the difference in whether I pay off fifty thousand in student loans. I pay my loans every single month, and right now I owe more than I originally took out ten years ago. So this person's in their thirties. All due to student loan interest. Okay, now you know this. So now you should be paying more than the interest that as accrued, or you know, you might have a whole bunch now that you got to get caught up on. But you still have to pay them more, even if you're in a situation where you're in a negative AM loan. Let's say you got a ten thousand dollar balance and five thousand in principal and five thousand dollars in student loans. I mean, five thousand dollars in interest outstanding. The interest always gets satisfied first, but to still get out of that negative AM loan you need to put more than the interest that's accruing. So let's say your payment is $100 and your interest your interest is um is a 
is $110. So if you make a $100 payment, then you're still going to have that $10 left. And that's how you get to the situation this person is talking about. Regardless, if you still got that outstanding interest there, you need to make at least $110.01 payment. So you get your paying more than the interest that's accruing every month. So even if you got a whole bunch of interest outstanding, for whatever reason, you still need to make more than the interest that's accruing every month. And you should be able to look at your statement and see that. And that's how you'll eventually get that interest down. And then eventually you'll be able to get to where you're actually paying the principal. All right. But in this case, again, this is where it's like, yeah, see, the issue isn't the $20 meal. It's the one you're probably doing multiple $20 meals. As someone whose wife enjoys a hell out of Starbucks, that Starbucks costs a lot of money if y'all doing that frequently. Like $50, here's the issue. $20 a week is $80 a month. That's almost $100. $100 is a good amount of money if you don't have any money. Okay, if you save $100 a month, you're going to have $1,200 a year. And most, of y'all, most people don't have the $400. And so that's the thing you have to look at. And again, the traveling that comes with this, the fact that you could be working instead of going out to eat spending this $20, the fact that you could be maybe not working and earning money, but studying, doing something to improve your skill set instead of doing this. That's the stuff that people don't see when it comes to impacting their decisions, um, when it comes to their finances and how your decision making can impact them. Because, again, also, too, you got all the student loan debt. If you got this degree, you got the degree, but you don't got the skill set from the degree to earn the money that you need to pay it off. Right. OK. They're saying I originally took out. OK. Yeah. Um. 10 years ago, all decent, right? Okay. And I'm done with the shaming and being told I don't deserve a life or the ability to be out in public. Well, you have to earn, you have to, you have to pay money for this stuff. I mean, if you, you do deserve a life, but you also have to put in work to get that life. You can go out to public. The issue is spending money. All right. Get a bunch of insurance policies so you won't have to get into medical debt. I don't know, but I've never heard this. Medical insurance policies are adding more and more loopholes. And the people with generational wealth are just telling others to get a bunch of insurance policies and stack them. Keeping up payments in just one on just one is expensive. Now you expect me to get a bunch. I've never heard this. This is Lima G. I've never heard this. You need to be properly insured, though. But I wouldn't go the route of having like a whole bunch of different insurance policies because you might as well just save that. If you're going to get two insurance policies for a thousand dollars to cover yourself completely or you can get one for, you know, 250 i'm doing large numbers just you know for the sake of it save that 750 you know in an account as a just in case backup for any co-pays or things like that you have to hit your before you hit your deductible don't use your car you'll save a lot when you're not spending money on gas this is what i say wake up go to work (laughs) wake up go to work yes when you're not spending money on gas sure i'll wake up three hours earlier and walk in the freezing temperatures to get to work because my workplace is 45 minutes away by car there's zero public transportation here. No, okay, that that don't use your car to go to work. You definitely go to work. You should definitely go to work. No, I don't know if you're saying that. All right, whatever. Go to work, right? Go to work, wake up, come home. That's what I say. You can go to work. Next one is invest in properties. It will help you get a solid financial standing. On um, with what money? This is a good one. I hear this a lot too, the real estate stuff. If you don't have no money, right? Regardless if you're going to use leverage or not, but you have to have some type of money. Okay, and as as they're saying in this article, why don't with what money? I don't have any money. Yes, this is a good one. All right, I'm definitely tired of hearing people tell me, and this was from Ginger Ginger Roni. I'm definitely tired of hearing people tell me to spend a Sunday cooking all day for the week to save money. I'm a working mom. I cannot spend eight hours per week cooking and prepping food when I barely have time to care for my mental health 
as it is. People don't get that this is more than an economic problem. We work way too many hours for not enough pay and have no time to actually live and do things that make us happy. Here's the issue with working too many hours um, to not have enough pay. Most people who are wealthy, whatever you want to call it, they work more than 40 hours or they work more than 40 hours at some point in time. I know I work more than 40 hours. So that that's the part where it's going to be like, ask them how many hours they work. And also how many, you know, unpaid hours do they work? Shout out to my college degree, 120 credit hours that I did. I had to pay money for that. I went into debt for that. But, you know, shout out to the income that I earn now. You spent those 120 credit hours. You might did. You might got a master's, right? You might got more than that. And that time you spend in with no income, but it's supposed to, you know, transition. You put you in a position to earn more income. You still don't have any money either. All right. So that's one thing there as far as the hours work. When it comes to. I don't think people are spending eight hours meal prepping on Sunday. And, that, and that, that's one of the issues. People people over exaggerate with a lot of these quotes like they make it. I, I don't think you're spending eight hours. I think you're spending about the same time cooking. Then the prep time is, you know, is where you're going to spend some time. But however much it takes to cook a meal, relatively speaking, if you're cooking more food for that week, it's not going to be that much different. All right. Pay yourself first. Again, back to more saving stuff. People say that this is if it's a magical cure, right, for all your money problems. Of course, I'm on board with the idea of putting some money into savings before spending all of it. But that's not practical advice when you're living paycheck to paycheck, just spending on necessities. Yes. If you don't, I don't I don't I don't like the phrase pay yourself first because of how people end up using it. They end up putting money in their savings first. Then they end up over budgeting for how much money they can actually save that month. And they take from their savings when it's not an emergency or it's not for what that money was saved for. And they end up building the habits that they can take from their savings when they're not supposed to. That's the reason I'm against the phrase pay yourself first. I get it. It's, it's a good it's a good phrase, good marketing tip. But that's the reason I'm against that. But again, back to you don't got no money right after just spending on your necessities. You need to earn some. But again, take out your your debt payments and then tell me how much money you have outside of your mortgage slash rent. Take out your debt payments, take out your student loan payments, which you're not making right now. So it's interesting how people saying they don't have no money because these student loan payments are about to start back up, likely this year. Maybe not, though. Maybe they'll push it back. But once these student loan payments do start back up, they are starting back up. They're not forgiving all the student loans. They're doing 10K or 20K if you did the Pell Grant. They're not forgiving all the student loan debt. So if you got more than 10K or 20K, whatever you qualify for, you are going to have a student loan payment at some point in time. Then your car payment is probably egregious. Then you probably got credit card debt. I mean, just keep just keep it real. Like you got all this stuff that you didn't pay for, and I know this because you got the debt payments for it. And then you're mad when you gotta pay it back, which you signed up and agreed to. All right, the advice to put maximum amount in your retirement account every year. This is this is great. Yes, this is great if you make six figures a year, but impractical if you don't. Yeah, I'll have retirement savings in 30, 40 years, but I'll be living under a bridge or with 10 roommates until then just to be able to afford anything else. See, oh, and the last few quotes was from Anonymous, Anonymous. Yeah, the last few from Anonymous. Yeah, after Gingeroni. See, the issue with this is I think teachers might be second or third. But if you want to be a millionaire, like if you want to have a million dollar net worth or more, being a teacher is one of the job fields that will get you there. I think part of it might be because they have the pension. You know, there's, you know, state employee, but just you don't need a high income to have a, a lot of money in retirement. It does help to obviously hit that maximum amount, the more money you make. Right. You know, if you make 40,000 investing, twenty two thousand dollars is kind of crazy if that's all your household income is. 
But that's why people say your retirement is, you know, based on how much money you make and it's percentage based. So most people are saying you invest that 10, 15, 20 percent. The only time you're going to hit that cap is if, you know, you make over one hundred thousand dollars and you're investing over 20 percent. But if you're investing your 20 percent and you make 40K, right, that's only eight thousand dollars. So, again, maxing it out, it does depend on you having an income to do that. But usually investing advice is percentage based off your income. So there's a little issue with that one. 16. And finally, I'm sick and tired of the advice to eliminate all the fun things you do with your life. Like, honestly, what is the point if you don't have any hobbies, passion and or entertainment needs? See, maybe I should attack these points as I'm reading them. Nobody's saying you can't do anything is spending money. Slash going into debt or these things causing you to struggle financially, which is the issue. And you could make sacrifices for a year, two years, right? And again, a lot of these people be degree. Like to get, if you have a master's degree, I've already said this before, but the last thing you can do is have a master's or have a doctorate, which means you have a bachelor's, master's, and doctorate. And they complain about making sacrifices. You can't get a master's and or doctorate. And they complain about, oh, I don't want to make sacrifices. You have to sacrifice to get that stuff. We can talk about, you know, being part of, you know, college degrees. But once you, the, the time and energy you need to put in to get a master's and then a doctor, if you do that, is crazy. It's crazy. You make sacrifices to do that stuff. You know about staying up late, putting in work, and that, and that when you're doing that stuff, getting a college education, most of the time, maybe getting a stipend. But in short, you're not getting paid for that. Like, you're the college education is the like the clear definition of delayed gratification. If you're getting, if you got a doctorate, you're showing me, if you just went straight through and got it, you're showing me that you know how to delay the gratification for like a decade. But then when it comes here, like, okay, well, you need to delay some stuff or make some sacrifices to get what you want out of life. You don't want to do that because what's the point of that? Right? If you don't have any hobbies, passion, or entertainment needs, this person said this probably has a college degree. It's anonymous. Right. But if you're getting a master's, you are giving up some of your hobbies, some of your passions, or entertainment needs. Hell, you trying to you giving up sleep. Most people, a lot of people give up sleep or bachelors, cramming. Whatever. All right, I get it. Save up for a show, save up to travel. But to say you should never eat out, shop, have coffee, smoke. Uh, I don't know about smoking and drink. See, here we go. <laughs> All right, should you never eat out? You can get eat out at some point in time. Shop, you can stop shopping, but you can shop at some point in time. Have coffee, okay. Smoke, drink. Nah, you you gotta cut out all the smoking and drinking. <laughs> You have to cut out all the smoking and drinking so you can accomplish what existence. Yes. Existence is important. And this, you know, you need to exist to me. It's always kind of a slap in the face. Don't ever enjoy life. See, it's not, don't ever enjoy life or money, just work, pay bills, repeat. You know, you got to get to a point where you can enjoy life. And in short, as things cost more and more, you have to work more and more to get to that point, depending on what you're born into. That's just, it's just that simple. Okay. It was 16. Dang. I put 17. I got 17 the whole time. It was 16. Where did I get that 17 from y'all? Where did I get the 17 from? Okay, now it's time to share the financial advice that actually has helped you during the t- these trying times. Okay, those are comments. All right, y'all. That's it. Again, 16 things. Uh, 16 tips. Um, what with money, millennials and Gen Z are sharing the money tips they think are super outdated. 16 of them. The fact that we're all, considering the fact that we're all super broke. Some of these, majority of these are terrible. But a couple of these I did agree with. Let me be very clear. At some point in time, we have to have a conversation about people who have clearly made sacrifices, i.e. college degrees, 
So you've made sacrifices. And you could say that sacrifice could have been in vain because the what you sacrifice for, you don't really have anything. Cool. But now when it comes to talking about sacrificing the lifestyle and like you just sacrificed your lifestyle, right, to get this college degree. And now you don't really have anything to show for it. Well, now you have to make you got to make more sacrifices now to compensate for that time you sacrifice that puts you in a worse situation. And then you got to make the general sacrifices right then and there to get what you want. That's your life. Those are your decisions. And I did a student loan episode. We talked about the degrees that people have because a lot of this is, you know, people are struggling financially from a millennial standpoint due to student loans. I'm put the student loans back up. Due to student loans. That's why they're struggling financially. Due to, due to student loans for, for the most part. We talk about all this stash and people's laying happy family, buying a house, et cetera, et cetera. Even though they don't have the debt payments right now for most people for these student loans, it's like, look, you put in all this work and you have all this debt now and the income that you can generate from this degree you got with all this debt is not enough to service the debt slash live the lifestyle that you want to live. And that's what we really need to have a conversation about was how much does it actually cost to live the lifestyle you want to live? How much does that cost? Like, let's remove the debt and let's add in how much you want to go out, how much you want to have in retirement, thus how much you need to invest, right? The lifestyle you want to live in retirement and the return you expect to get there, you can use whatever return you want, right? Or we can use it at a general 7 to 10% four to six, well, there's so many average numbers, but generally around that 10% per rate of return average, all these different things, right? And let's just figure out how much money you need based off of what you say you need and want. And then that's going to trickle down to, or trickle out to some type of income that you need to have. And then the question is, are you willing to put in the work to generate the income that you say that you, you want? Cause you're going to, you want some lifestyle, you need some needs, you want vacations, et cetera, et cetera. And then how much money is required to do that? That's the conversation people don't want to have. We talked about, I think, might have been last episode, episode before, but that number now is going to be in that six-figure-plus range. We talked about, yeah, it was two episodes ago, I believe, but we talked about, I believe it was a Harvard study where it was in that 60 to 75K range or $75,000 that once you make that much money, you're, quote-unquote, no longer happy. Then when I adjusted for inflation, it was over, it was a little over $100,000. That's where it's at. Like, it just kind of is what it is. And inflation, as I said before, occurs every year. We're just complaining now because it's so high. But inflation happens every year. It's using that 2 to 4% range. Now we're complaining because it's plus 4. It's like over double that. Right? It's in that 8% range last I heard. But my goodness, it costs money to do things. And then when we say, well, you need to repurpose some of the money that you're spending so you can put yourself in a better position in the future, you say no. I want to be very clear. You didn't make a good decision for whatever reason, right? You might've been screwed by your parents, your high school counselors or whatever, but the decision you made from a college degree standpoint did not put you in a better situation, right? The decision you made at 14, 15, 16 did not put you in a better situation at 24, 25, 26, 27. Now we're telling you at 24, 25, or maybe 34, 35 to make a better decision right now in the present so you can be in a better situation in a decade and you still don't wanna do that. So now we got 20 years of piss poor decision-making. And that's going to be a lot of compound interest on the negative side. And remember how compound interest works. Remember, if you lose 50%, you need 100% to get it back. Because remember, 50%, if you lose 50%, 50% of 50% is 25, right? Half of 50 is 25. So if you lose 50% to get that back, you need 100, right? 100% of 50% is 50%. 50 So you're going to be back at zero. But you're going to be back at zero in 10 years from where you should be, then we adjust for inflation, you're really behind, so you need like more than 100%. That's why you gotta put in like a crazy amount of work. So all that work and what you like in the environment or complain about your environment you grew up in, that was trash, not your fault. Cool, 
you get into that college range, which is like coming right out of your environment, but not really. Okay, I'll give you a pass then because that was like you were a minor, you made that decision. Now you're an adult, right? You got your college degree. You realize, oh my God, I screwed up. Telling you, hey, you might need to change job fields. You might, you're in the right field. You need to put in some more work. You don't want to do that. And now you're getting close to the 30s. You might have a family now, whatever expenses ticked up. Now you're complaining you can't start a family. If you don't have one, you can't buy a house, yada, yada. Now you're in your 30s and it's like, okay, I mean, you got to start putting in some work. Now you want to put in the work in your 30s. And now you need to complain about the student loan forgiveness. All right, y'all. That's it. Again, remember to hit that like button. Share and subscribe. Shout out to the YouTube algorithm. Again, I'm Silent underscore Corey. My co-host is Stop Stalling J. We're on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. And then my co-host Jordan's business page is Finally Fit 06 on Instagram. Then Finally Fit on Facebook. And his website is finallyfit.live. Again, go to finallyfit.live to shine, the sign up, excuse me, for the uh, virtual training sessions. Monday and Wednesday is at 5.30 a.m. Tuesday and Thursday is at 6 a.m. The Monday and Wednesday is intermediate to advanced. Today was crazy. This class today was crazy. Oh, my goodness. And then Tuesday and Thursday is more for the beginners. And again, my financial coaching information is in the show notes as well on YouTube. All right, y'all, that's it. If you have any questions, concerns, again, I have a whole bunch of stuff slated. So if you need, if the listener requests do get pushed to the top, once I, depending on what it is, if I need to do a little bit of research on it, those get pushed to the top. So if you want to hear a topic, just reach out to me and let me know. Comment on something, DM me, whatever it is, it all gets put on, uh, put in the queue. Um, and I'll make sure I queue it up. I got a lot of topics to go. But all right, y'all, remember to save more and say less. Keep making better your best. And I will catch y'all in the next one.